Welcome to Being Epic, a podcast where we take honest conversations to a new level. I'm Julieta, your host, and my guests and I are here to remove filters, stigmas, and insecurities and create a collective energy of being vulnerable, of being honest, and of sharing each other's epic ideas. We give you culture, knowledge, and inspiration by shining a spotlight on personal journeys so we can adapt our opinions and perspectives and let go of restraints. The new season couldn't kick off with a more epic guest, the incredible Eva Nideka. Some of you have heard her on Radio Energy, some of you have seen her on SRF, and some of you have met her at Open Ride, her new ride studio at Europale. She practices and creates magic, she's forever curious, she pushes through the challenges, and she doesn't stop. Having built a career in media, she had the light bulb moment of creating her own ride studio, purely from her love of riding. And here we are, in Open Ride, chatting about having an initial idea and breathing life into the project, finding the right person to partner with, choosing what to offer in terms of product and service, better than sex, consistency, battling stress, fitting into society, and so much more. Before we get started, you can find Being Epic on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and Anchor. Yes, we've increased <laughs> to different platforms. You can subscribe and hey, rate and review while you're at it. I do have to admit that we recorded this conversation at the end of November. And yes, it's taken me four months to finally release it. But nonetheless, here we are. So here's my conversation with Eva. <laughs> Hi. Hi, Julieta. <laughs> so this is a little weird because we're both Swiss and normally we speak Swiss German. So yep. I have to pull myself together and <laughs> stay on English. And I will try my best to speak proper English. I think you'll be fine. Okay. <laughs> so on your homepage, you have under your hobbies that you practice magic. <laughs> True. <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> And I think Open Ride is magic. Oh, so wow. Thank you so much. Big congratulations. Thank um, you. You've been open for two months now? Yeah, pretty much. Is it everything you hoped it would be? It was even better. Yeah. Honestly, um, I think this is the most amazing project I ever was involved in and the also the biggest project um and yeah speaking about magic i think that's that's a crucial aspect of this project it's it's really we really tried to create something different um yes there's indoor cycling studios all around the place you know and there's different products in the market and we just wanted to get out the maximum of of the atmosphere we could create in in in, in a studio you know, and, and so the lighting technology is, is so important. The sound quality is important. There has to be a perfect airing system, of course. Mm -hmm. Hopefully it <laughs> didn't always work as we wanted. So we had 45 degrees on a Sunday. Yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, you were there, right? Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, and also the whole thing around. It's not only the, the right product itself. It's the whole community mm -hmm. thought, the whole bringing people together um, through the power of sweat, mm -hmm. um, which which I think is very powerful. And so we really try to put something out there that's unique. How did you get the idea? Because you come from the media industry. Yes. How did you get the idea to, first of all, go out on your own, do something on your own with your partner yeah. on top of that? <laughs> <laughs> and then indoor cycling. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit crazy. Maybe <laughs> that's the answer. The thing is, I've always been such a curious person mm -hmm. in general. So yes, one day it's magic i want to learn magic tricks and the other day it's oh i want to learn the rubik's cube uh or whatever and well these are stupid examples maybe <laughs> compared <laughs> to this project but then i'm just so curious and i discovered indoor cycling as a sports activities mm. about one and a half years ago mm -hmm. and i was just hooked by the activity itself like wow this is this feels different mm -hmm. I, I i used to go running in the woods and um, but so, yeah, I, w I got hooked. I went four times a week. I went cycling. And, and, and then I thought, well, how nice would it be to have, yeah, my own studio mm -hmm. <laughs> where I can create this vibe, th the vibe I want to be in, you know, mm -hmm. like a very friendly, open 
um, nice vibe. So that's where like my partner and I started to to look for the perfect person to to team up with, you mm -hmm. know, to 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 strengthen our idea and to to push the whole project forward. So mm -hmm. we found Rebecca, mm -hmm. and it's. The lucky punch. Rebecca is amazing. Mm -hmm. She has so much experience yep. within the fitness industry and also is a super creative person. Mm -hmm. And I mean, her and I, we just like, it was just like ping pong, like bam, bam, mm -hmm. bam. We had our creative moments back in the days of, of <laughs> building up the brand itself yeah. with uh, really also a lot of crazy, stupid ideas. We just <laughs> <laughs> were throwing <laughs> it trash <laughs> um, gladly. But yeah, it was it was amazing journey, an amazing journey. Mm -hmm. And I think that's how we ended up sitting here, sitting with one of our clients it's so amazing <laughs> sometimes I, I need to pinch myself i'm sitting here in my studio with one of our clients yep. and i hope you love it <laughs> i here. love it okay yeah it's um <laughs> i've i discovered indoor cycling about four years ago yeah. and it was spinning like a yeah. traditional spinning class which is not the same it's not and um then I went to London and I went to a couple of studios there and thought, ooh, this is cool. Yeah. Came back. Yeah, we have a couple of studios here, but it's still not the same. But this is like, wow. Oh, thank <laughs> you so much. I'm happy to hear that. So it was, was worthwhile, the whole effort and stress and sleepless nights. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh, good. Um, can you take me through the process of when you had the light bulb moment and until opening day? So, so yeah, it was back in spring 2018, I believe, where uh, we really thought, fuck, let's do it on our own. Let's do our own shit. Okay. And then I found Rebecca through the power of Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> As we do nowadays. Yeah, that's really crazy. So I knew we needed a strong person with an international profile also because mm -hmm. there's tons of spinning instructors mm -hmm. and fitness instructors in general here in Switzerland so why not take one of these but no I wanted to have or we wanted to find this one person who has really the, the level of professionalism and and uh, the experience um, that is on an international level because we wanted to bring it to the next level with mm -hmm. open rights. So gladly she was one of I mean I reached out to a couple of people from the London scene mm -hmm. I went through uh, the Instagram sites and profiles of a couple of, of those trainers. And I thought, well, Rebecca, hmm, head coach at Co Core Collective, she will never get back to me. She has her he, she has her throne probably there. I mean, everybody <laughs> is running to her to take her classes. Why would she come from cool, hip London mm. to Zurich, which I think <laughs> is probably boring compared to. But then again, she was the first to respond. And then we, ha we set up a FaceTime. And then the week later, um, I was in London to visit her, to take her class, mm -hmm. take a couple of other classes mm -hmm. and studios. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of weeks later, she was in, bam, she was here. Wow. And she loved Zurich. Yeah. I was so surprised. She loved Zurich. Yeah. It was one of the most beautiful summers, like hot temperatures and mm. blue skies. And so, yeah, that's where we started to work creatively uh, and to really try to carve out what we want to be about, how we want to separate also from the others. Yeah. Um, and we had a big support also from a friend of Rebecca, um, Kevin Mercer, who happens to be also an inst indoor cycling instructor in London and also mainly working as a branch strategist mm -hmm. for McCann uh, Worldwide, mm -hmm. um, the, the advertisement company. Mm -hmm. So with him together, we basically worked, um, built up our own brand strategy mm -hmm. and developed our own brand strategy. That was an amazing journey really interesting you know to follow one path and then yeah. ah maybe not and then to have a second path and mm -hmm. then oh that, that feels good you know mm -hmm. and then over the weeks you really get more and more into detail and and it's getting more and more concrete that was beautiful as a, as a process within the whole process what was something that you were able to take away from all your years in media <laughs> to inject into <laughs> your own business? Well, I think probably it helped that I, I've been working in communications or media industry since like 20 years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's true. So first of all, I, I guess I have an understanding for communication mm -hmm. and for how to place an information or to how to reach people. Um, also Rebecca she's very strong in that mm -hmm. so it was really good so both of us kind of very easily knew how to communicate about o around open ride and also to have a network of journalists and media and people I, pff, I met along the way um, 
but the beauty is it it didn't really um i did it, i didn't have to really approach them the beauty is that they found out yeah. and heard about us anyways and and still wrote about us without me trying to push for it you know mm -hmm. which was nice which mm -hmm. was kind of rewarding because it showed us that we did something right that people are tempted by this project um yeah i think yeah that that was it about like and also and also maybe to be able to present in front of people mm -hmm. you know for for example europale i mean that's sbb real mm -hmm. estate that owns europale and i remember well the the meeting we had like Florine, Rebecca and I with those guys from Europoli and it was like we didn't have the location yet and yeah. we had to present it so we were we really prepared for this presentation bam 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 and in the end I, 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 I did the presentation and I think it was helpful so to have the confidence mm -hmm. to be able to stand in front of whoever might be there and and not kind of get lost in the oh fuck I'm so nervous <laughs> so yeah that was good how is it with starting a business with a partner <laughs> and not just uh, any yeah. friend, but your well boyfriend, life yeah. partner, however you prefer to call him? <laughs> what is that like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's exciting, but also uh -huh. challenging at the same time, to be honest, so. of course, yeah. um, because you, you start off with an idea. Oh, let's do this. Let's do that. And then suddenly you end up in a new constellation, mm -hmm. new dynamic mm -hmm. and new responsibilities. Mm -hmm. And you never really talked about responsibilities, mm -hmm. who do, does what or is in charge for what. So we really had to, yeah, go through also kind of intense moments together as a couple. Um, yeah, uh, in, in order to really find now a, strong, a stronger uh, couple or mm -hmm. a version of us as mm -hmm. a couple and also to understand who does what exactly mm -hmm. and um, yeah, without feeling alienated or, or threatened by whatever is happening because this project went off so quickly and there's so it's a big dynamic going on you know mm. so you have to be really stable mm. and 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 open also in yeah. communicating in a very clear way as a couple and not and, and not lose yourself also mm -hmm. in the project as a couple so i think that was a process we really um i think we can be proud that we went through this process and now are stronger than before in the process of having that idea and starting to communicate it to Zurich um, you had poster Zurich is open and it was like Rebecca called it guerrilla marketing um, we had her on the podcast um, a couple of months ago but yeah we talked about this and it was very you didn't really know what was happening um, how did you come up with that I think the idea was there to, on one hand, try to reach people who work in the creative industry mm. rather than in the fitness industry. We were looking back then for instructors, mm -hmm. but we didn't want to find those instructors, typical you know, like ones. typical ones. Yeah. So we, one on one hand, we didn't want to reveal already what's it all about, mm -hmm. but then again, find out if with our language and with this... Uh, kind of mysterious guerrilla campaign to reach maybe exactly the right people who are tempted enough to find out what it's all about, mm -hmm. to invite them over to kind of an opera situation, a first kind of casting round, mm -hmm. and just to talk about the project more more closely, you know, or more in detail with them once they show up. Mm -hmm. But basically none of them really knowed, have, have known what, what it's all about, which was crazy because there were about 20 or 25 people just showing up. Like, wow. Okay, and there was, you know, we, we had a break dancer. Like, <laughs> but we had lawyers, we had everything. We had ballet yeah. dancers, of course, and yeah. Lucas being part, a strong part of the team. Yeah. So that was the idea to kind of play with the, yeah, with the curiosity of people mm -hmm. to make it a little bit. And I remember, and even, even after, even two or three months later, we didn't really, we, each month we gave a little bit more of information mm -hmm. out there. And then at some point, maybe in May or June, people knew, okay, it's indoor cycling. Yeah. But it's it's told to, told in a different way. Mm -hmm. It's maybe there's another storytelling around it. So yeah, I think that was the idea, just to make it a little bit exciting. And how did you end up choosing your final 
cast or a <laughs> team? <laughs> well, I think um, first of all, we wanted people who fit, like who understand what open ride is about, mm-hmm. who share the same values. Mm-hmm. You know, like being open-minded, mm-hmm. being caring, mm-hmm. uh, and and love to be also um, sitting in a creative environment rather than a fitness environment. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, it's very important to work with people who can work with music and with sound. And um, to appreciate music more than anything else. So they can cue and they can really create the magic in this space. Um, So that's how we choose the right people. Mm. What was your biggest learning so far? (laughs) (laughs) The biggest learning? Nothing will ever... um, evolve in the way you may might have thought mm-hmm. or expected mm-hmm. so always try to be flexible and adapt to the current situation and still at the same time it's important i guess to stay focused and to not lose your goals out of sight um, i was just now in dublin at, at kind of a, a convention for mm-hmm. entrepreneurs like mm-hmm. startup people mm-hmm. like i am and it was so amazing because we talked like for two days about strategy and I'm I'm a quite I'm a quite an impulsive person, mm-hmm. like um, intuitional person, and it was so important for me to to get those tools to okay no no okay we have this beautiful project mm-hmm. now but now it's 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 also the time to have a clear head and mm-hmm. and to sit down and to go through the numbers and to think about what kind of strategical you know moves we could do make over the next couple of years in order to reach our goals and so yeah it, it's it's quite fascinating as a journey. You have Rebecca, who's the creative director yes. as well as head coach. Um, what made you decide to bring a creative director on board and not do it yourself? Well, first of all, because I'm not the most creative person, maybe. Okay. <laughs> I am creative. Okay. I love music. I love art. I love all of that. But I'm not... It's something I, I can... I love to be in a creative surrounding, but mm-hmm. probably it's not one of my strengths to to come up with, you know, creative ideas. But I've always been surrounded by creative people mm-hmm. all my life, all, like musicians and uh, graphic artists and all of those people. I loved it more than anything else. Mm-hmm. And I play myself piano. So I am a creative person, yes. But when it comes to combining creative creativity with business, mm-hmm. Then it's a different story, you know. So and and Rebecca is really really strong there. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I found out that sh- that this is one of her core strengths very early. So, and I think for her also, it's beautiful to be able to step stepping up and and step step in this new role of creative director, especially after having worked in the fitness industry in, in back in London. For her also, it's a mm. nice new challenge, and it's the perfect fit for her. Mm. So why would I? <laughs> you know, I have my other strengths. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Finding a space is quite, um, a it's it's a difficult process, I assume. Oh yeah. And choosing to create a business and then actually having to put it in a physical location has to be very stressful. Yeah, uh, that's true. I mean, we were looking at about five or six other locations before we we were okay. accepted at Europale mm-hmm. and and even while we were looking at those locations at least for two or three times it was like this is it this is it <laughs> and then almost signed and then like maybe two days before signing like fuck but if we're honest mm, yeah this is lacking or we might have problems with the neighbors you know it's it's there's so many aspects to 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 choosing the right mm-hmm. location so yes it was very very stressful but at the same time exciting to finally I mean, before we had the location, we were visualizing open ride only on social sure. media yeah. and in, in the internet. So now we put it into a space and therefore we it was clear to us that we need a proper, like an architect or somebody who has knowledge about interior design. So we wanted to have the person who translates our ideas into an actual space. And that was exciting. I mean, the first time we came into the space without all of those walls and mm-hmm. lights and stuff, it was like, okay... Well, okay, let's 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 try it, mm-hmm. and and then having those first walls be built in, mm-hmm. and those angles, and then the lighting, and then everything is like fuck, mm-hmm. that's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it, it could have also, I mean, we never know how it's gonna end up, but it could have also been like fuck, that's not how we plan it to look like, you know. 
So yeah, it was exciting and, and there was a pressure, yeah, until we really had the security of, okay, it looks exactly the way we want. And of course, along the way, you need to correct stuff. You need to, oh, maybe oh, in our idea, in our head, it looked differently mm -hmm. than it looks now in reality. So yeah. you need to repaint it again or whatever yeah. or have something um, removed. Uh, it's Yeah, you need to, again, you need to be flexible also in this process. Yeah. How long did that take from deciding this is going to be it to it actually being finished building? Because I remember a couple of days or even on opening day, there was still a bit of... <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. But I think that happens everywhere in the world. It's yeah. like final day, bam, bam, final yeah. adaptations. So, yeah, I, mean, I think the first meeting with the architect was about just before Christmas last year. Okay. So exactly one year ago. Mm -hmm. And then... Um, that was a journey with him over a couple of meetings, defining stuff, bullet points, and then by March we had we basically sealed mm -hmm. the whole visual, um, how it should look like, and then basically with also doing all of the contracts and stuff with with people who actually execute it, and then basically we started building beginning of June. So it took us maybe four months yeah. in to build it actually. It's quite fast though. Yeah, June, July, August, September. Yeah, it was four months. Yeah. yeah. Well, we wanted to start, we wanted to open up earlier one month, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so we lost one month. But I think it was worth it. This studio is so complex. You cannot imagine how many cables are hidden behind those walls. I don't want to know. <laughs> and then the software behind. Yeah. It has to be perfect. Everybody, Everything has to be just in, in, in sync. You know? But it's amazing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I'm also happy. <laughs> Have you... Ever ha have you had the idea of starting your own business like a long time ago or was it kind of a spur of the moment? I think I, I always had it somehow or subconsciously. Mm. I actually come from an entrepreneur's family like okay. my granddad. He was a okay. big entrepreneur. He passed away many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. And my, my, my other granddad too was an entrepreneur. So I kind of have it in me, inside of me. And I was always tempted to try it out mm -hmm. at some point. But I'd never really had the purpose or the, the actual content. Mm -hmm. And also as a host, you kind of just present other people's content and passion, you know. So after 20 years working as a host, um, standing on stages or in front of cameras and behind the microphones, it, I felt I had the need to really have my own thing mm -hmm. and be able to sell my own thing at the same because I was all as a presenter you just sell ideas yeah. to other to, to a crowd mm -hmm. right so that was really nice and I'm so super happy that I could finally almost 40 years old next year I'm going to turn 40 that I'm now in this phase of having my own company actually it's really nice did you quit cold turkey so that you had your job as a moderator host yeah and then you said okay i'm doing my own business this is it bye it actually happened quite parallel yeah in a way that uh no it was not a day x where <laughs> i chose to quit all of my other things yeah. i still do event hostings yeah. or work for um, schweizer fernsehen swiss mm -hmm. national television for uh, for example <laughs> I, I commend the the Basel Fasnacht, the carnival, <laughs> the carnival of Basel. How about your knowledge about the Basel Fasnacht? You're not a Basel person, so I guess you couldn't <laughs> give two shits about that. Um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I know a little bit about it. Yeah. I've never been, yeah. but I heard it's quite a huge thing it's for big. you guys. It's big, <laughs> and I, I lived and breathed it for ever since I'm a small kid so yeah. so that's sim still something I, a priority I, I want to keep you know like yeah. like or privilege I want to keep yeah. I will do that once a year I will do a couple of event hostings but to be honest <laughs> I was rather spending money the last year than I really yeah. earned money yeah. because I just simply didn't have the time yeah yeah you said it people are hungry um there's wait lists for almost all the classes <laughs> <laughs> I have trouble getting into them as well yeah. um, there's a couple other studios in town and the reception has been rather interesting let's put it that way um, there's a little bit of backlash which I guess if you start a new business you have to expect that how have you been able to manage that for yourself what do you mean with backlash? That um, 
there's being there's people that talk about it in a rather negative way yeah. and that are not okay promoting it or that are not saying yeah it's a cool thing to have another studio that does something differently oh yeah i mean are you referring to the competition kind of situation mm. okay well yeah i mean we found out quite early in the process that already back in like last december or january maybe mm -hmm people started to talk mm -hmm. within the indoor cycling industry or fitness industry here in Zurich, which I found very interesting actually to see. Also kind of reaffirmed mm -hmm. that what we're doing kind of has an impact yeah. already at that early stage. Yeah. So I think it's a free market and there's enough space mm -hmm. for different offerings, different products of the same kind. Um, And I kind of also, yeah, took it as a compliment rather than feeling really annoyed about it. Yeah. Because I think it's also, you don't want to be affected by negative energies. Right. You just want to just keep it away. That's that's so, and sometimes it's not, not so easy. Sometimes you really see something, a post or whatever, and you think, oh, you know, how could they or who does that? And then you think, no way, it's, it's okay. It's mm -hmm. okay. Maybe it just it's just their way of, um, showing that they carry some kind of insecurities, you know, because of this new product in the market, mm -hmm. you know. So it's okay. I, I don't see it as a problem. Mm -hmm. But it is a small market, it's true. So people talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also been quite a disrupting um, place for Zurich because yeah. it's so different, because it's like the future is here. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we always wanted to do. We wanted to be disruptive. We wanted to reach, that's wh why we're called Open Ride. We wanted to reach all of those people who have never even thought about putting a foot into any kind of fitness studio mm -hmm. or gym because oh, I'm not a fitness person, whatever. But we wanted to talk to those people, especially to, like, to put it in a, in a different context, mm -hmm. take it out of the fitness context and put it in a creative, like a, a cultural context. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also that's that's one of the beautiful aspects of open ride that it's different. It's just different. It doesn't like people even if they walk by at Europa, they look what is what is this? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the other day we had two old guys. That's the other funny story. <laughs> we had two old guys. Uh, you wouldn't expect them to hang around Europa, but rather at Langstrasse, mm -hmm. you know, late night. Okay. So they came by and they were like, "Is this a massage studio?" No. <laughs> We had to laugh out so hard. It was so funny. So, but probably he saw the towels and then, and then from our reaction, he felt like super intimidated. Oh, okay, no, I'm gone. Bye. And then I told him, listen, Langstrasse is just down the street. <laughs> so yeah, it's all different, a different ages and generations pass by and yeah. they're all curious. And that's so nice to, to, to have something just a little bit different than people would expect it to be. Yeah. And they're in class too. You see all kinds of ages. Yeah. Which, and gender, I mean, men and women. Yeah. Usually, um, it's mostly women that are in the indoor cycling yes. studios that I've yes. been to so far. So it's kind of nice and refreshing that you were able to bring everyone together. That's really, that's it's good to hear and that, that you perceive it that way. I yeah. think that's something very nice. And it's true that usually in indoor cycling, uh, you have a gender split of let's say 70 to 30 yeah. like 70 percent women 30 percent men and i think we're rather at 60 40 i would say so right there's yeah. a lot of men and as you say a lot of like people who might be you know not so young anymore but they feel fit and they feel tempted <laughs> and it's so cool to have everyone try it out yeah how did you decide on the two different types of rides yeah you have climax you have commit yeah You and collide. collide. Yeah. Um, well, that's something because before I met uh, Rebecca, I only knew rhythm writing, right. classic rhythm, yep. and I I love rhythm writing mm -hmm. as it is. Um, and but Rebecca, when I took her class, she basically was teaching a different version of rhythm writing. There was a little bit less, like maybe 90% rhythm writing, 10% uh, not pedaling to the beat. Yeah which kind of was w weird for me in the <laughs> beginning. But then after all of those sessions with her and, and conversations with her about 
the actual product we want to we want to put out there uh, like the uh, the the activity the, the sports discipline within indoor cycling um it really was quick quite clear to us that we want to offer two different products to suit different needs you know like yeah. i mean uh power riding when i when i have an angry day like a really shitty day where i would love to just scream out there um i would book a commit class yep. for example <laughs> that's my that's my kind of thing to do when i f have this anger inside of me and i just let it out and i would even be quite good with the with the power you know mm -hmm. i would be super strong another day i i took a commit one another day and it was so weak and it's just like <laughs> fuck i i'm too tired today why did i book a commit today so i think everybody has different needs um not, it's not everybody's taste to kind of be out of the saddle so often and mm -hmm. to wear, you know, wrist weights and to have those um, kind of bumpy movements on the bike. Maybe they just want to bam put their energy out there and, and sit strong in the saddle and, yeah, climb those mountains, mm -hmm. you know. So, And you have partnerships with a few brands, mm -hmm. Bala for the wrist weights that you just yeah. mentioned and then uh, sportswear brand. Um, Nagnata. Yep. And then um, for any kind of toiletries. Yeah. Malin and goats. <laughs> <laughs> There you go. <laughs> and um, for food as well. Yeah. How did you manage to get those partnerships? Was it a struggle or? Actually not. Um, again, that's one of the strengths of Rebecca. Mm -hmm. She's um, not only because she comes from London from an international city uh, and and has a has a, a f kind of a flair for you know like trends and 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 creative creative products and and she really like very early in the process maybe last summer already we actually contacted Bala the girls from Bala Bangles mm -hmm. like the two sisters mm -hmm. we had a FaceTime with them that was so funny that was such a moving moment because Like our brand is all about collaborations mm -hmm. of that kind, mm -hmm. and those girls from Balabangles, they're exactly they think the same, well, like they're, they're like-minded. So I think it's important that you try to find those people who share the same values. So we want to be a future-focused brand. We want to take care about environment. They're all of those core values yeah. that are, that mean a lot to us. So. Um, Nagnata also being sustainable as a brand, as a fitness brand, and taking fitness um, apparel into a different, like everyday kind of uh, environment. Um, so yeah, um, that that was something we really started to work on very early because we had the location, but we had to wait until we can start to build. So we had the time back then to work. Yeah. You know, to really to strengthen also those collaborations, and this journey never ends. We will right. always keep our eyes open, and especially Re Rebecca really has a good feeling for for those brands and fits, um, who is constantly on it and browsing through social media and finding uh, new partners. Mm -hmm. So it's really really good to have that situation. You have a slogan or a hashtag: better than sex, <laughs> 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 with a wink of an eye. Um, <laughs> How did that? <laughs> How did that come about? Yeah, better than sex. That was also a journey. Back in the days, we had one of our first um, presentations had a slide in one of the first two or three slides mm -hmm. was um, better than sex, bigger than prints. <laughs> or bigger than prints, better than sex. Mm -hmm. Basically, we were back then just looking for a punchy line mm -hmm. to pull people into the presentation. Mm -hmm. Um Of course, uh, that that's that's a line you shouldn't take too serious because I hope that we all have better sex than that, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so <laughs> it depends, really depends. But um, of course, it was something to provocate a little bit and For to sure. and to yeah, just to tease a little bit. But um, I think better than sex itself alone. Um, I don't know. I think I I prefer that the, the hashtag Zurich is open one. Mm -hmm. We realized at some point that Zurich is open. There's only one post under with that hashtag. Really? Yeah. Wow. And then we thought, oh, let's claim this this hashtag as our own hashtag. Okay. And it's after all, we want to create something that opens up people's minds and brings people together. So why don't we just talk about that? Zurich is open. Maybe at some point, Basel is open or <laughs> Tokyo is open. Ooh. Wherever the journey might go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just joking. But still, I think I prefer this one to the better than sex. Mm -hmm. Although sometimes it is better than sex. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy if you say that. I believe you. <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> um, 
Speaking of Basel, Tokyo, do you have plans or do you have a hope to maybe have open ride in different locations? I mean, of course, it would be, uh, it is a goal to mm -hmm. have a multi-site um, company or, or studio mm -hmm. um, project. Uh, but then again, I think it's important to now strengthen our position here in Zurich. I'm still learning every day mm -hmm. and I don't want to make the mistake to, you know, kind of right. jump too quickly right. into a direction that I cannot control anymore. And yeah. also it is an expensive project. So mm -hmm. uh, I don't know yet how a financial model could look like, you know, sure. for kind of an expansion uh, process. But there I know that there is always options. But first of all, we need to really... Um, be consistent in what we deliver mm -hmm. and to show people every day that it's you know we love that they come through our door and we want to we, we want to really give them the best rights mm -hmm. so and i think if we do that long enough and 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 not only as a as a strategy but also with the right people we have you know i think we found a cool crowd here to mm -hmm. work you know starting from the housekeeper to the front of house staff to the instructors they all have this energy and i think if you, we feel this energy throughout the day throughout the weeks and the months it we can we it, it has there there is a future how <laughs> do you battle stress oh <laughs> <laughs> well um to be honest um I was super fit one one year ago mm -hmm. when we started the project mm -hmm. because that was when I was four times a week on the bike. Mm -hmm. So then we started the project. It got more and more intense, and I I start I stopped cycling. I also didn't. I couldn't go right, you know, at the competitor studio. Right. I I just didn't feel right. So and I I I mm, I'm not so good with stress, <laughs> meaning that I eat crap. Mm -hmm. Um, I should eat way healthier and, and cleaner than I do. So it's, of course, if I open up the studio at 6 a.m. and I'm still here, now I'm getting better. So I'm not here 15 hours a day anymore. Mm. But still, uh, back in the, the first first month was crazy. 15 hours a day working. <sighs> maybe five times, five hours of sleep. Yeah. And then you eat whatever you can eat right. throughout the day. Right. And it doesn't help the stress situation because mm. what we know that if you eat unhealthy, it adds the stress, you know, so you're yeah. not able to be, you know, balanced as much as you could maybe. So, yeah, stress, I need to <laughs> figure out a better plan to have a better workflow also. Mm -hmm. to f We don't have an office here, as you have noticed. Mm -hmm. oh, that would have been so good to have an office, just two square meters, just like a table and a computer, mm -hmm. because I'm not able to work in here, you know. Yeah. There's always something going on and distraction, and yeah. which is lovely, but I, I'm just not focused. So I need to go home to work. Then okay. um, I just need to, in general, find um, a work mode that, that is the most efficient for me and brings out the best of me also and uh, energetically right but i think since you just open you're still in the opening yeah, phase it's okay i think that's part of it it right? takes time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and patience yes. and endurance <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> but uh, sports just the sports yeah. is the best remedy for stress in oh general yeah. so i would take the class this morning yeah. just to to shut clear it all out and, and yeah. clear the head Back to your career in media, um, you had a talk show. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> what I did with my hand. <laughs> For a second, I was like, oh, she's scared. <laughs> um, you had a documentary series called Liebesleben. Yes. Where you're very open in terms of the topics that you're discussing with people. Yeah. Was that openness of communication always there or was it just curiosity? Yeah, I think that was also that's part of my nature, to be honest. Um, ever since I can think, mm. I've been involved in the weirdest funniest <laughs> conversations with random people. You know, like I'm I'm a yes, I'm a curious person. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, maybe it's I don't know why, but somehow I found out along the way that people trust me, you know, that I listen to them. I, I, I respect them. I'm not judgmental. I try not to be mm -hmm. judgmental. Sometimes it's hard, but, you know, mo in general, my nature is not judgmental in a way that I'm open towards every person, yeah. whatever she does or, or, or um, 
her purposes or her mm. position. So talking about sex with random people in, in the street of Zurich or Bern or Lucerne is was quite challenging still. I was nervous bef before okay. those shooting days. I was like, fuck, what if nobody <laughs> wants to talk about sex with me? Because right. I love the topic. I mean, everybody... We all have it. Yeah, <laughs> we all have it or don't have it, but we have an opinion about it. Right. And so it's something that is very, you know, natural. And I wouldn't know why we cannot talk about sex. And I mean, it's not, we didn't show sex in television. We talked sure. about it and it was, everybody was free to f find his own words to describe what they're, you know, thinking about. And that was a nice project. But yes, I, I think I'm an open person and I, I'm, I feel very blessed that I experienced so many, way beyond this pro project, this Liebesleben documentary, so many, um, fulfilling and giving mm. uh, conversations with random people or close people or love lo you know beloved people mm. um ever since i exist i have that <laughs> yeah do you have a favorite um project from the media days that you've done or um i think i think this this Liebesleben project mm. pretty much sums it up sums it up this was because even back then when they asked me to do this show i thought how how would they come to me, I mean, that was actually at a, at a point in my career where, where I al almost said goodbye to television, where okay. I was like, okay, you know, I think I've seen it. Mm -hmm. It's a small country. It's very, it can be very repetitive, mm -hmm. the media itself, um, industry itself. So um, I kind of wasn't seeking for another TV production. I was already kind of in the mindset of, hmm, what, what, what else is waiting for me out there other than media, you know? So, right. and then they came to me. And I thought, okay, but that's cool, you know, mm -hmm. because this is me. I love talking about love and relationships and heartbreak and, and, and sex and everything. It's it's just the most fascinating topic for me. So that was, I guess that's a privilege for me, the mo the biggest privilege I could have yeah. Yeah, worked on. Or it's part. interesting because women often hold back when it comes to that. I mean, we talk about it with our girlfriends, yes. um, but like a little bit. Yeah. held back Ooh, yeah. but then to go on tv and be like <laughs> this is what we're talking about <laughs> i know <laughs> that's I'm, another I level <laughs> and i remember my mom before when i accept before i accepted the project right. i called my mom as i always do because she's a close person to me so and i was like mom I, I, should i do it i mean would you have a problem with me doing that especially because it's your mom and you don't right. really talk about sex with your mom right and she might have her friends look, seeing the show you know and like oh what is happening with your daughter <laughs> you know whatever i just didn't want to put her in, in any kind of Position. inconvenient mm. uh, situation and she was like oh no you have to do it that's cool that's that was awesome. very nice moment actually yeah. very oh yeah yeah very nice so yeah i think sex yeah, you're totally right that um, still, even though we live in 2000, almost 20, mm. um, still there is kind of this stigma of women not being dirty, yeah. you know, or yep. thinking dirty mm -hmm. stuff or, you know, it's just like, but then again, I just, I just smile and I say, no, we're different. We're, we are like, listen closely. We have, have all our fantasies and needs and, and, and why don't we just relax about all of that yeah you know in general how did you feel as a woman in the media industry being in front of a camera having to look a certain way mm -hmm. um i actually i actually never really had an issue with that mm -hmm. um especially in switzerland i feel that compared to other countries yes of course the looks matter mm -hmm. kind of you have to fit in a certain kind of range of looks i don't know uh, probably but uh, but then again you would find very natural women on television or maybe who would be judged as overweight here in switzerland yeah. rather than in in let's italy mm -hmm. <laughs> prime country example yeah. or france where right. you really have those skinny girls and they have their faces done and yeah. everything 
I don't like that at all, that mm-hmm. ten, you know, this t- trend. Uh, and I think in Switzerland we were more natural. We had a natural, more, more natural approach and acceptance. Uh, even as hosts, yeah. it's different than other countries. So I, I really didn't think. I remember when I was when I was starting at the age of twenty, and it's still a delicate age because at the age of twenty you have you have your insecurities, and I still have some of those at the age of forty. But back then it's like oh, and then you put yourself in front of the camera, and I remember well one of my former bosses he would like judge me for oh. This this kind of T-shirt shape makes your um, shoulders look broader, you know. For example, mm-hmm. but I remember I will never forget this one sentence. Mm-hmm. So I would never try a sh- t- T-shirt of that kind anymore ever since because I was afraid that you know, which is stupid. Yeah. But this kind but of a complex I yeah. carried around for so many years, mm-hmm. uh, and it is a fact that you it, 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 you take on five kilos. They say if you're in front of the camera because of the light. Yeah. And the framing, yeah, you you seem heavier than you actually are. Yeah. This is also for that's why you find so many super thin people working yeah. in television. Okay. And I really never really gave a fuck mm-hmm. because I thought I love eating, I love enjoying life and food and drinks, and so why would I, you know, just like, um, um, why would I just hu- be hungry <laughs> all day? <laughs> <laughs> <Just> <laughs> Interesting, because I perceive Switzerland as very judgmental mm-hmm. in terms of body shape yeah. when it comes to women. Like in media or in general? In general. In general, yes. Well, yes, I think we cannot, we're not this little dot on the uh, <laughs> <laughs> on the card of the world, on the planet that doesn't is not affected at all of those kind of trends and stuff. You're right, yeah. totally in general. I I think in media, I, I see it differently that we're more relaxed. But okay. of course, women are still judged. Men are still judged too. Yeah. They have to have their muscles and they have to eat vegan too. And they have to do this <laughs> and that. And, and <laughs> you know, it's like nobody knows what to, nobody knows, I think, how to really enjoy themselves and life mm. because everybody has those, this list of to do, you have to do this and to have to fit mm. in that. So I think it's a general problem. Yes. What's been the biggest challenge so far? Open right. <laughs> well, no, I think, yeah, open right yeah. and everything that comes with this project. Yeah. Mm, wow, there's been so many challenging phases in my life. I've been married. I've been divorced uh, quite early in my life. So that, when I look back, I guess that was a challenge too. Mm-hmm. But I kind of digested it and and moved on and i think everything you you experience in life whether it's good or bad it can it can help you to to move forward and to become stronger and maybe even happier Mm -hmm. you know even though you're sad in a moment because of a loss or of of a of um, a a a disappointment of what kind ever um you you can really 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 grow through those moments and um, even this project now, it was not always easy, you know, like privately there were a couple of struggles, b- which are good now, gladly, but still I'm happy that I never really just um, let it all go and thought, okay, I'm going to resign and what the fuck, you know, I, I, I'm... You never gave up. N- I never gave up, yes. Yeah, so I think, I, yeah, I think that's, it's good <laughs> not to give up. <laughs> 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 it is, but I mean, I can speak for myself. Sometimes I really would like to give up because yeah. it's too yeah. it's too hard, too tiring. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I mean, yeah, I totally I I understand that. But have you have ha- have you had those moments in your life where you always o- also wanted to give up and then you finally didn't and then you were proud that you didn't. Yeah. 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 yeah, so it's in the moment itself, it can be really tough. And you really think, fuck you all. <laughs> I'm going to leave this planet. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> but no, yeah, it, I think it's worthwhile, but also it's it's important to listen to the body. Mm. Um, and not ev- whatever you do, don't do it for anyone else but you. Mm-hmm. That's even more important than in anything else. Because yeah. sometimes you feel you need to stick to something because yeah. somebody else expects you to do that. And then you're on the wrong track yeah. anyways. And then you can really get busted by whatever 
working your butt off for something you don't like and being not even happy doing it and then as long as you do what it, whatever you do you do it for you your your own self mm. it cannot be wrong and even if you decide one day you know what that's been enough it's okay yeah that can also bring you to another path mm. and to another chapter in your life so yeah because uh, many people always what uh, something i heard most over or th over the 20 years of having worked in the in the media it's like well you're kind of you don't really have a linear career, you know? <laughs> like, yeah, now she's giving massages. I worked as a massage therapist for three what? years. Yeah! I actually only stopped now because of the project. Like, what? for the last four years. Yeah, but it was under the radar, you know? So I had my couple of clients. I, I gave massages to clients every Monday and th Thursday. Yeah, and I did it because I was so interested by... I love taking massages, you know, uh, getting who massages. <laughs> who doesn't? Well, there are people who wouldn't do it. And funnily, I don't know why, but... So the I best. did that. So And then people would say, why are why are you doing this school, this massage school? Why do you want to become a massage? That's, you know, that's under your dignity or whatever. Because you, why? Because I had my face in the television. I cannot do this. Right. You know, I don't understand that sometimes how people judge. Mm. And, and because that's how society is mm -hmm. they have their you know place in boxes yes yes so no i i never gave a shit <laughs> that's <laughs> why i did many funny things in my life and i think i believe i will still continue do, doing that and i i now have this project where i can where all is being summed up like i have so many different aspects within this business mm. actually that responds to a piece of me you know or a side of me which is amazing and of course there is also I'm, I'm want, I want to be honest with you the whole admin aspect uh, administration Oof. people oh. underestimate that's that. so not cool if anyone would have told me one year ago no I'm happy that I still did it but that's the downside of course there's always a downside and if I have my admin days or moments it's like oh okay now I need to really be focused and fight myself through hours of paperwork and that's not and cool. emails and emails and I'm getting worse in responding to emails I was so always so responsive <laughs> my whole life I was bam just dang and now it's like people would send me reminders Eva did you receive my I said fuck that's not even me but I am kind of struggling with my resources like time resource yeah so if that was the low of self-employment what's the high <laughs> <laughs> the high is honestly to be able to work with amazing people mm -hmm. to come here even at 6 a.m mm -hmm. or quarter to six oh and to see karina or tina yeah. or zero and then to see um eve our housekeeper and the energy flow here in the space and i'm super proud of that too that yeah. we've built up a nice a beautiful team and i'm also aware of the fact that there's going to be fluctuation. People are going to come and go, and and I'm all, that's part of the game, I guess. But I think that's the most beautiful part for me right now. Who that carries me through the, those quite intense weeks of building up the the business mm. together with Rebecca and with Florine. So I think the people and to see them coming out of the studio with a red head and a <laughs> smile in their face <laughs> each single time. That's so good to stand there and then. <laughs> The studio door pops up and they come out with a red tomato head <laughs> and a smile. <laughs> I think I've seen you also. <laughs> You've seen me more than once with a tomato head. Yep. <laughs> I match the... Yeah, the espresso <laughs> cup. Your whole openness um, from yourself, from the people you chose in your team... It really translates, I think, when you walk into the front door. Oh, wow. That's nice to hear. Um, okay, you can feel that. Yeah, that's you can nice. definitely feel that. And regardless of whether anyone is having a shitty day, um, client or team-wise, yeah. you walk in, it's like, Oh, you're that's fine. so good. That's the way it should be. Because people come here for a reason. They want to be carried away. They want to leave their whatever everyday life looks like for 45 minutes or for one and a half hours yeah. including the shower situation and drinking Which a shake is amazing maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah it's like a whole wellness situation totally back there. <laughs> totally i even come shower here sometimes <laughs> i prefer it to my own shower at home um so yeah that's how it's supposed to be that's also one thing that we wanted to create yeah that people want to hang out here and they feel safe and they feel respected 
and and they're all in this we're all in the same game you know mm. and we we're here for each other so i i really hope that we never lose this quality that's i don't think you will oh thank you <laughs> <laughs> if you could never have challenges again would you opt for that or <laughs> I th the way my my mind works and my brain and I'm all I'm so curious. I would do it again. I would do it exactly the same way again, okay. but with a couple of corrections. You know, you learn along the way. So mm. of course I try to learn from my mistakes. You know, so but yeah, I would do it again. What is something you wish for every person to experience when they come to open ride, or in general? In general, and also when they come to open ride. I wish for every person to experience love, mm. mutual love, mm. true love. Um, this might be a, a friend or, or or a boyfriend or a husband or a child or whatever. It's just love. I, I couldn't go through life without love. I had so much love in my life in my early days as a teenager, always mm. caring, loving people around me who gave me probably also the confidence and the trust in life I have mm. right now. So love, um, yeah, of course, healthy, you know, like gesundheit, uh, health, 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 of course, is also important. Yeah, love, and one, and I wish them to experience once they come to open right. Mm -hmm. um, Which you should. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish them to experience just a beautiful moment of being with other people, mm -hmm. sweating with other people mm -hmm. in a different way, mm -hmm. you know, um, and just exchanging with other people and, and wanting to come back again to experience mm -hmm. it all over again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I have one last question for you, then you're released. <laughs> <laughs> What does being a boss mean to you? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny because uh, I don't think I'm a bossy kind of person or I'm a boss person by nature mm. because I'm so harmonic, you know. Mm -hmm. But I've realized, I think, over n maybe the last 10 years because I've been head, head of program at Energy, Radio Energy mm -hmm. in Basel. So, so that was my very first boss experience. Mm -hmm. But it's different to this one because this one is our own project right? right or my own project also so um i think it's a challenge to be a boss i'm not <laughs> i'm not i i want to trust people so much that sometimes i can end up in a tricky situation mm -hmm. where I'm, i'm being too naive maybe mm -hmm. you know or too friendly mm -hmm. but then again i want to never lose this quality of you know trusting people and encouraging people to be their best version of themselves, mm -hmm. you know, and I think, but I think it's good to take help also, even in this, in this situation, I, I, I talk with many people about leadership or, um, yeah, how to, how to communicate, you know, as, as a, like the boss now <laughs> of the company, but then again, I will never be able to fight my nature. And mm. I think it's good that mm -hmm. I don't do, um, I, I will never want to put myself above people. Of course, there has to be kind of a hierarchy at some point. If somebody really fucks it up, there has to be a yes or a no from my side or l you have to go now. Yeah. But I really hope it never has to come that far. Um, and I hope to find the right way and, and diplomatic um, way to, to communicate always with respect and, um, but decide it, you know, like if I, I need to be able to transport my, wish and 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 the will also of course but it's always a question of how how mm. you communicate to people yeah you know there's so many shitty bosses out there i don't i hope i will never be one of those <laughs> i don't think so <laughs> <laughs> oh thank you so much well thank you so much for doing this with me yes that was a real <laughs> pleasure it was also good for me to reflect you know after those two months of just hustling and hustling and, and operational stuff going on, <laughs> just sit down and really think Look about back. stuff. Thank mm. you so much for that. Anytime. And I'm excited to ride with you soon. <laughs> Same. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, everyone else should really come to Open Ride and check yes, it out for try themselves. Try it out. Yeah. We're open seven days a week. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you again so much, Eva, for taking the time to chat about life, love, and open ride with me. 
if there's only one takeaway from this, then it would be, at least for me, that you don't have to and sometimes can't do it alone. Throughout the conversation, it became really clear that having an idea and executing it are two different things. And getting help on board to create the perfect end result can be essential, especially when you create a disruptive company like OpenRide. We're heading towards the end of March, and by now many people have walked past the studio and have seen us share our stories on Instagram. The wait lists keep growing, the energy is getting more and more crazy in the best way possible, and the feeling gets better and better. This was only possible because of Eva, Rebecca, and the team that they have built together, never stopping. So at this point, a huge, huge thank you for what you have created and for having the light bulb moment that Zurich needed. I hope that you enjoyed our conversation. If you have any questions, slide into our DMs. You'll find the links in the show notes. Share it if you love it. Subscribe and review if you haven't already. And make sure to book a ride. See you next time. <laughs>